Before we start the final episode, I just want to give a special thank you to all of the women who have joined me for season one. Without you, this season would not have been successful. We would not have touched as many lives as we have. Thank you so much for sharing all of your stories, all of your triumphs and your trials, everything that you've gone through. Thank you for opening up to the community. We appreciate you and we love you. Now enjoy episode 12, the final episode of season one. Welcome back to the So She Did podcast, the place to be for inspiration, motivation, and creating the life you love. And today I have with me Rachel Stravelli. I'm so happy that she's able to be here. She's actually my final guest. So it's an honor to have her be my final guest on the show for season one. Rachel is a writer, a coach, a speaker, the founder of Soul Pioneer, and also a mother and wife. So she is one busy mama, y'all. She got it going on. Rachel, thank you so much for joining me on the show. Mm, Thank you for having me, Shay. I feel like I'm in good company. (laughs) So why don't you tell my audience a little bit about yourself? All right. Yes. Well, so as she said, I do have a lot going on, but I'm constantly trying to simplify because, you know, the world's always trying to creep in more and add on more. And I always want to say, no, okay, I think I'm good. (laughs) (laughs) But then more exciting opportunities come about. So um, I used to be a public school teacher, and I also was an environmental educator working in nonprofits for a while. And then when I had my daughter a couple years ago, I thought I was just going to be a stay-at-home mom and that was going to be my life for a little while. And a few months into it, I realized that I was a little bit, not just going stir crazy, but I needed more. I needed to do something else. And so I started getting back into writing. I started freelancing and all of that turned into Soul Pioneer and what I do today. Um, Before it was me coaching and writing to help people with personal development, spiritual growth, growing a business, it was garden coaching. So I would connect with people in their gardens and I love I I love life. I mean, all I got plants behind me up here. (laughs) (laughs) If my kids let me, then they'd be underfoot right now, but I don't want to get distracted. (laughs) Um, So I would go to people's homes and teach them about growing a garden in their yards. And eventually what started happening was I realized so I listen to my intuition a lot and my intuition or or spirit was speaking to me, letting me know, like, this is bigger than just a garden. Like I, I felt that I was called to connect with people who didn't want to just do gardens, but who wanted to feel empowered and encouraged to begin something that they really wanted, but that they weren't yet taking action on. And, and so I started working on that and it has been very exciting and it, it's really amazing for any one of us when we start something and we're excited, but we're nervous all at the same time. And just those first few steps moving forward and trying to figure out our way. And some of us like to do it DIY all ourselves and 
I'm not going to get help from anybody except <laughs> videos or reading a few blogs and books. Uh, and then some of the rest of us are like, I, I got to join a community. I got to get a coach. I got to get five accountability buddies. You know, any, any variation in between of how we are, I think it's all amazing. And I think that I might be somewhere in between where I'm like, I want to watch all the YouTube videos and get all the books from the library and learn. But I'm also like, let me look on Facebook and see if there's a group for this. And that's how me and Rachel connected through the gardening group. Because COVID just started and I was like, okay. And I had just left my job to go full-time as an entrepreneur. So I'm like, I'm home. What am I going to do? And I always wanted to start a garden and I was watching some video and somehow gardening landed on my like for you page on YouTube. And I started looking, you know, you just go down that rabbit hole. Now I'm 10 videos mm -hmm. in hours later. And I told my husband, I was like, I'm going to the nursery today. And I'm starting a garden. <laughs> He's like, girl, what are you talking about? I'm like, I'm going on Facebook. And I started asking questions and Rachel was one of the first people to answer the questions. And I think that I may have joined your gardening group as well. Yeah. And Rachel was a big, big help. Yes. Rachel Aww. was such a big help with my garden. Not everything grew, but I had some great tomatoes and I had some great green beans and some great green um, peppers. So I was mm -hmm. excited. So I can't wait for the spring to happen again, just so I can, you know, jump in again and try to learn yeah. more about gardening. That's how Rachel and I connected. And she's been just such an inspiration to me online um we've connected offline a little bit uh prior to this interview and she has just a sweet spirit and such a sweet soul and i'm just so grateful that you're able to join me today so mm -hmm. since we're talking about inspiration what makes you feel inspired on a day-to-day -day mm -hmm. basis i know that you love life but what gives you that zest for life and just makes you feel inspired to want to be an inspiration to other people and help other people mm, that is a good question Yes, uh, I'll try not to make this a lengthy list. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I love people, I really do, but nature is one of the things that inspires me the most. And, and so I can a little bit go on a tangent <laughs> talking about plants, birds, insects, whatever. So if I am having a day where I'm a little bit in a funk, then it probably means that I need to kick my butt out the door or go to the window or go to my back porch and get some time outside. Because when I sit and I look, whether I'm looking at the sky or trees moving in the wind or birds hopping around or whether there's none of that happening, whether it's just me looking at pine cones laying on the ground and the first few plants starting to pop up, there's something about it that it brings peace to yeah. my soul and it inspires me. Uh, and I actually, so I shared a little bit about how I used to coach gardening and now I've really stepped back from that. Um, but I still see the wisdom of the natural world. And that is more what influences the work that I do. And I feel that it's something that every day is illuminating and showing to me, look at how perfect all of this is and how it was designed exactly as it's supposed to be. Yes. And I feel like you and I and all of the listeners were the same way. We were designed, like how I am 
is exactly how I was designed to be, how you are, how my son is, even though he drives me crazy sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I think he was designed to drive me crazy a little bit. <laughs> He's two. Um, but all of us, you know, in, in our animals and plants, they don't have to deal with advertising or media or comparing yeah. am I as good as so-and-so? And yet, and these are struggles that we all deal with, but I like to step away and get out there and look at, okay, if I can see things happening as they should, that inspires me. Okay, I think I can handle my life. Maybe this is a season where everything is covered under leaves or snow. Maybe this is a season where I'm growing a lot. It really, for me, it's almost like it makes the spiritual really so literal that I can see it happening before my eyes. Wow. And it gives me the strength to face the day. And I mean, you know, for a lot of people, this past year was a little bit uh, uncomfortable, wonky, whatever. You know, you, you've done awesome things with the challenges uh, that you faced. And some of some people are still trying to figure out how to work with challenges, you know. Um, but I know on some of my worst days when I was annoyed being at home and schools were shut down and I was like, what am I going to do? I just laid on my back porch and stared at the sky and relaxed and thought, okay, I'm just going to cloud watch for a few minutes. And then I felt like I could, I would be okay. And a lot of people honestly subconsciously do that. When you yeah. get into an alter altercation with someone or maybe you and your spouse are arguing, whatever the case may be, what's the first thing we say? I need some air. I need yes. some air. And, and that's for me. I'll say, I need some air and I'll just go sit outside on our bench and I just mm -hmm. sit there. So I think subconsciously, a lot of us do that. And that's the way mm -hmm. that we're able to reconnect yes. um, and like do a little bit of grounding work like within ourselves um, yes. by just getting in touch with nature. I think that, that is so, so true. Yes. So and I, I love how you said that too. I hadn't thought about that, but that's good. Yeah, getting some air. I need some space. Exactly. And we the first thing we do is just go. I'm mm -hmm. like, I don't care where I'm going. If I gotta get in the car, I'll I'll drive, but I'll like I don't even realize I'm doing it. I roll the windows mm -hmm. down while I'm driving just so I can feel the air hit my face. Like mm -hmm. I, I never thought about that until you said that. I'm like, wait, I think everybody like does that sometimes. Mm -hmm. So that's really good. So I know that you are big on self-acceptance and self-trust. Mm. So can you explain what that means to you and what programs you offer to help others um, on their journey with self-acceptance and self-trust? Yes, yes. And I want to say, so the one of the prior episodes to mine, there's one about self-love, which is really mm -hmm. good. If y'all haven't listened, go check it out. <laughs> uh, I, I feel that self-acceptance and self-love are, are related. Mm -hmm. it, in a way, the way I see it is for some of us, it might be a little bit easier to start accepting ourselves especially the things that we're a little bit uncomfortable with that we might not yet be ready to say, oh, I love this about myself and I'm so yeah. excited about how I'm a procrastinator <laughs> <laughs> or whatever it is. You know, I'm working, I have a, I can sometimes be late. And so I'm really working on that. I don't love that about myself, 
but I'm accepting it about myself so I can work with that and develop a new habit. And so I feel that it's, it's a little bit of an easier way to start objectively looking at who we are as individuals and seeing that person in front of us. And it's just like with maybe a, someone in your life who they get on your nerves, but you, they got to be in your life for one reason or another, you know, it's your in-laws or your cousin or your boss or your spouse or whoever, like they're getting on your nerves right now or your kids. So you got to find a way to step back and think what's good about this person. And okay, they got all these other things, but how can I accept them for who they are? Mm. And I think uh, in some ways, it might even be a step that we need to take before self-love um, is, is looking at ourselves. And I, you know, so many great wise thinkers throughout time talk about know thyself and, and uh, the, the power of, of understanding who you are. And I think it's a lifelong journey. Mm -hmm. And I mean, this past couple months have taught us all more about ourselves than we knew before. And, and I think it's a great time to be compassionate and, and pause and think, okay, how can I accept who I am and work with what I have rather than wishing that it was something different? Mm, that's so good. And I think that, like you said, these past few months and this year, going back to 2020, mm -hmm. has just opened yeah. our eyes to so many different things. I know that there was a lot of things that I didn't realize were my passions, a lot of things I didn't mm -hmm. know that I actually loved about myself or had a reason to love about myself. I thought that you know, I just had a big mouth and I talk too much. And it's like, no, I actually have a lot to say and I'm a really good speaker. And I didn't realize that. And I didn't realize that I was so in need of a community um, of like-minded people around me until this past mm. year. I didn't know that I had the courage that I have to be able to leave my job and go full-time during a global pandemic. But all of yeah. these things I figured out about myself when I was like backed into a corner and there was nothing else that I could do but really, you know, self-evaluate. And then, yeah. like you said, once once you get the acceptance, then it becomes self-love. And mm -hmm. now I truly love all of those things about myself. So I know for you that community is big as well and that you build mm. a community around yourself. So yes. let's talk about community. Why is building or being part of a community so important? Mm, yes, that is such a good question. So, so I was just talking about self-acceptance. And think about this, the times in your life when you were surrounded by people who supported who you were and what you were doing, it's a lot easier to maintain that habits, identity, whatever it is that's associated with that than when you don't have that. Um, and yes, there are strong people who can do it even without a community, but it can, it can be hard to sustain it over time if it's just yourself, you know, keeping moving forward and it doesn't seem realistic for most of us and so when we choose to surround ourselves with others who are believing in us 
or who are working towards the same things that we're working towards or share the same values, we can tap into some of that collective momentum and energy and inspiration so that it, it more is possible than when you're by yourself. I mean, historically speaking, we gather in groups. It's not like humans are living all by themselves. Uh, I mean, yes, some people do live alone, but historically we're always in a community in one way or another. And so, oh, and, and to answer when you asked before. So I have two programs, one that's more short-term and one that's a longer term, which help build community and allow us to work on self-acceptance and momentum and all of that. So one of them is called Nourish with Nature, Nourish Your Soul with Nature. And it's a three-week journey where you spend a lot of um, time. Well, let me rephrase that. It's only five minutes a day, but it's over three weeks. So you're creating a habit of popping out into nature, being self-reflective, looking at your environment, and then connecting with the other people doing it to share your experiences, see if there that's, are any. That's the one that I did. Yeah. That's, that's the one that I did, yeah. Yes, and see if there's any shared epiphanies. And the thing that I think is really cool is every person in it decides what level they want to show up and what level they want to do it. So maybe they want to show up on calls or maybe they don't. Maybe uh, they want to do their five minutes in the morning or 10 minutes in the morning, or maybe they do it at night. And and everybody gets something out of it different, mm -hmm. but we're all doing it together, which is exciting. And then my newest offering, uh, which I'm very excited about, is a mastermind group called Matriarch Mind. And, and the reason that I created that was when I first started doing business a couple years ago, I kept on getting derailed and I couldn't understand why. Uh, and I would have really good momentum, but then maybe my kid would be sick and then I wouldn't work on it for six weeks or something. Or I want to send a newsletter for four months. And, and I kept on puzzling, what am I not doing that would be helpful for me? And then I... I listen to, so I get inspired from nature, but also from, you know, other experts out there. So in reading some books and some podcasts, I noticed people talking about masterminds and I thought maybe I'll give it a go. So I created one with some people. And then later that year, I joined a second one. So for a time I was in two masterminds and then I didn't get derailed anymore. I might have something where, if a life event came up, then it might take my focus for a week or two or however long it happened. But then there was always that group who was still working on things, checking in with one another that I could check in with that when I was needing to get back into it, it's kind of the same thing as like if you go to a fitness class or a running group or a writing group or whatever, everybody else is still doing it. So, you know, you can just start right back in. Yeah. They're all ready for you to start right back in um, because honestly, I don't know if this has happened with you, with your family, but I like to try and find whatever balance I can with 
work and health and business yes. and friendships. And if it gets too out of whack, then I start to suffer in one way or another. Um, and so there are times when I need to focus more on health or family or relationships. And it's nice knowing, oh, there's a community that I'm involved with that even if I check out of what I'm doing for two weeks in terms of all of the daily momentum, when I check back in, they're all ready to go and I can just pick up with them and move forward. This part of the episode is brought to you by Fiverr. Thank you, Fiverr, for sponsoring this part of the episode. Listen, y'all, I use Fiverr all the time. They have creators on there that produce for as low as $5. My cover art was done by an artist I found on there. The layout for my second prayer journal, my social media audit and consultation, and so many other random things that I needed done. Get someone to help you without breaking the bank. Use my link in the description box to check it out. Thanks again to Fiverr. And now back to the episode. Back in, they're all ready to go and I can just pick up with them and move forward. Yes, I think that that is so important. And I'm so excited. I'm actually going to be joining Rachel's Mastermind group. So if you are interested, how are they able to sign up for it? Mm. So the easiest, um, I'm a little bit in some website redos right now. So the easiest is to go to my website, soulpioneer.com. And to get on my email list, and then you'll get a notification. Uh, I have the sales page for the mastermind, which is called Matriarch Mind, which is up. But it really would also be good to make sure, maybe even be on this interview that you like my style and what the mastermind stands for and all that. Um, because I envision that it's women who see themselves as matriarchs, essentially, in your own home or in your community who are building something that's got an impact, even if it doesn't have an impact this minute, your vision is that it has an impact and that you're moving it forward and that you have this, this big dream that you also want to be working with others who are moving their big dreams forward too. So I'll make sure that I have her website, soulpioneer.com in the show notes. And if you're watching this on YouTube, it will be in the description box. So let's talk about your book. Rachel just finished writing her book. And I saw on Facebook that you said it took you forever to finish it. It did. <laughs> I should have been a reading mastermind, quite honestly. <laughs> I, yeah, I started it five years ago. Wow. Feels like a long time. But that's the thing. I wasn't writing it for five years straight. I would yeah. write it. The first 18 months, I was working on it quite frequently. And then then I started doing garden coaching and then I started my business and actually I think I was garden coaching at the same time I was when I started the novel so that was a little tricky for a while and and then when my son was born the novel sat there for at least a year and I didn't even touch it wow so let's talk about your book um the main question that I have for you is what has your writing journey taught you about yourself Mm, that is a good question. So I have really 
it forced me <laughs> in a good way to really accept myself and know myself in even deep, even deeper ways. And so part of the reason that it took me five years in addition to life events and I was trying to build a business at the same time. And this is a fiction book. So it's not even like it relates to my daily life and totally different young adult fiction, sci-fi. That's so awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. But what I realized at a certain point when I was, I would say like 75% in, I started getting a little bit nervous and like the fear was creeping in because in my mind, I felt that I wanted this book to be so successful. And, and I started thinking, but what if it isn't successful? And that made me really shy away from writing for quite a while. And, and then it, once I lost my momentum that I had, cause I, I used to write every Tuesday and Thursday morning, no matter what I was writing, like unless I was at the doctor or my kid was at the doctor, that's what I did every single Tuesday and Thursday morning for about a year and a half. But then when the, the fear crept in and took over, I just kept on finding excuses not to write. And, and then uh, about, I think it was before the pandemic hit, um, I started slowly working on writing here and there, but it was a little bit tricky to fit it in with building a business and having young children. But I really felt this need inside of me to finish because I had been working on it for so long. I had 70,000 words, which to put it, uh, if you're not a writer, that's probably around 125 pages or so somewhere between 125 and 150. So enough to be a book, yeah. except the story wasn't finished. And, and, and then eventually, as I started thinking, okay, why am I not doing this book? I really looked at, it's because I want it to be perfect. And I'm not, <laughs> I'm not taking the steps to finish because I'm so worried about what's going to happen when it's done. Mm -hmm. and, and it's so wild because so I did some self-coaching and, and prayer and meditation and journaling to really work with this uh, and really let myself be okay with what happens. And, and then it was funny because, so as I finished over the past few weeks and then submitted it to an agent and I got a rejection, but for months, the rejection what is what was keeping me from finishing and submitting it. And I realized when I got the rejection, I didn't even feel bad be badly because I had already emotionally gotten gotten to the place where I thought it doesn't matter what they think. I'm happy that I finished. I did what I set out to do. And that's what I wanted. Like I wanted to have this done and I'm sending it off to other agents to see what they think. And I mean, who knows at some point I could self publish, but I know that's a little time consuming and I don't want to do that at this point, but it really was a great experience for me to, I thought I was mostly recovered from my perfectionism that would keep me from taking action 
but I realized the, the more I journaled and thought about it, that I wasn't and that perfectionism was holding me back and that this mm. book had to be perfect if anyone was going to see it. And, but how do you know if it's perfect if nobody sees it? <laughs> it's like this uh, little loop that doesn't go anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> and so when I finally just accepted did that it allowed me to move forward and getting rejected wasn't so scary and it it feels really good and who knows a lot of writers who are the famous writers that we read and admire it's usually not the first book that's the breakout success um even for example i don't know if you know elizabeth gilbert she did eat pray love Mm -hmm. that was her book but a lot of people didn't even know she had books before that. Or like another famous author uh, in the nonfiction world, Rachel Hollis, she had a few books before her breakout, Girl, yeah. Watch Your Family. And so it, I just started realizing I can't, you know, get to my second book until I finish the first <laughs> book. And I, I don't know if I'll build a career as an author, but I won't if the book stays on my computer. Exactly. And I think that that may be something, no, I don't think I know that that is something that's a big stumbling block for a lot of people when it comes to just starting anything, even if it's a business or even a hobby, it doesn't matter what it is. It could be going back to school, uh, trying to find love. It doesn't even necessarily have to be business. Like that fear of rejection is Uh one of the biggest things that stops people from going after their dreams or even trying to have dreams like not even going after it but just even wanting to have better for themselves in general um the fear Mm -hmm. of rejection is a big thing that stops them so if you're listening to this and that's something that you're struggling with just take rachel's advice it's definitely not going to be perfect nothing's perfect it's not going to be perfect but i feel like if it is your best and you give it your all then that is honestly good enough that's Mm -hmm. really good enough So final Mm -hmm. question, and this is the question that I ask all of my um, guests on the show. Where do you see yourself both personally and professionally in the next five years? And you could be as vague or in detail as you like. Okay. Well, so professionally, I'd love to have a bestseller book. about (laughs) and I I definitely well at some in my life I want to have several bestsellers I don't know if that's in the five-year plan or the 10-year plan and both fiction and nonfiction. so as I'm as this fiction book is going out there and I'll hopefully be getting feedback and all that uh, I'm starting to play around with some ideas for a nonfiction book that I'd like to write and I have more fiction ideas so that's going to be happening uh also five years from now uh, there i i just have such high hopes not just for myself but the community that i'm in the world that we're in you know you and i the people that we know and and our own lives i just picture it blossoming to such a great wondrous degree that we're kind of like whoa that's my <laughs> amazing <laughs> so um i and i do want to impact a lot of clients 
who me one-to-one or my mastermind group or some of my shorter programs or even even folks on my email list tell me that they feel better just reading my emails even if they never yeah. saw for anything so i i would love to have helped over 10,000 people within the next five years feel like connecting with me has been transformational and pivotal in them taking steps to embrace themselves more, accept themselves more, which in turn leads to creating more impact in the world and having more energy to do the things that we do. Because when we're held back because of perfectionism or fear of rejection or all of these other things, then we're not actually doing anything good for ourselves or other people. And so I, I definitely have a dream of that. And in my personal life, my son will be out of diapers. Hallelujah. <laughs> we will have, uh, we, our house right now is a small yard, but I'm going to have a bigger yard again with lots of strawberry bushes and, um, and hopefully a YouTube channel that grows. Yes. And I don't know. It's hard for me to say what the numbers will be. But when I think about impacts, I really love the idea that not only have I impacted people, but that people who people met other people who are lifelong friends and connections from various events that I've done. That's happened before in the past. And I, I love that. That's one of the things that keeps me going is when I see that not only did they get whatever they came for connecting in my workshop or talk or coaching or whatever, but they met someone else who they connected with, who is their accountability buddy or their really good friend. And now that's a lifelong friendship or connection that you have because you tried something new and had a new experience. So I'm excited for all the ripple effects of that. Um, and then <laughs> I feel like this answer I'm going on. <laughs> Uh, the other thing is I'm committed to, so one of the reasons I started business was I wanted to be a bigger philanthropist and I wanted to be able to donate money to causes that I believe in and not have anybody else saying, oh, I think you're donating too much money or who are you donating to or, or anything. So currently I donate 10% to um, local groups who work on environmental sustainability and um, social justice. And there's a few national groups too that I donate to. But my goal is to increase that at some point to 25% of business revenue because I wanna keep on giving back into the community and making sure that it's not, that even as I'm building a good life for me, that I'm also giving back because I've gotten so many good things from other people that I might not be able to pay those people back directly, but by connecting to my community and supporting others, it, that's a way of paying it forward for the next generation. I think that that's so beautiful. That's so amazing. <laughs> um, I, I wanna go back to something that you said when you're talking about self-acceptance. Um, mm -hmm. and how you don't know how it may affect someone else. That was I was just talking about that last night on Facebook. Um, I feel like that when 
you are dealing with not accepting yourself and not believing in yourself and not going after your dreams and your goals that you're not, you know, really doing anybody any favors. You're doing more of a disservice to the world because mm-hmm. you never know who is attached to your willingness and to your yes. So you yeah. may not be affecting just your life, but you may be affecting someone else's life. And like you said, it's a ripple effect. So, mm-hmm. you know, if you're listening to this or if you're watching this, just go ahead and say yes to whatever it is that you feel like God or your, you know, your subconscious, whatever is telling you to do. Just go ahead and do it. Just go ahead and say yes. Be scared, but do it anyway. I love that. And I so, mean, we're here cheering for you. Exactly. <laughs> so we want you to say yes. And the cool thing is you can always do it for three months and say that was a learning experience. I'm now. <laughs> exactly. One of the prior guests that I had, Jackie, her and her husband opened up a restaurant and they had it yeah. in, I don't even know how long, maybe a year. And they closed it during COVID. And she was like, it was a learning experience. It was a learning experience. And now she's a realtor and, and she's doing yoga and she works at a vineyard. So, you know, the restaurant was a learning experience. Her being a teacher was a learning experience. So, you know, mm-hmm. just say yes to the experience. Just say yes, yes to the experience. So what is your social media? How can people get in mm. touch with you? Yes, that's, thank you for asking. So uh, I... It's a mix. It's either Rachel Stravelli or Soul Pioneer. So I would say first look for Rachel Stravelli, but if you're not sure how to spell that, then um, my website is Soul Pioneer and all my social media is on there. I have a YouTube channel where I post. It used to be every week, but it's a little bit not as frequent right now. And I'm on Instagram and Facebook periodically and LinkedIn. I would say I try to be more regular, but then I'll pop out and take a week or two off. So (laughs) email is the most consistent way to hear from me because I email uh, every week, pretty much those who connect with me that way. And whenever people email me, unless it's a spam email, then I write them back because I want to support you and hear what you're up to and be that encouraging person who's cheering you on to try this new thing fearlessly or even with the fear, you know, as you say in the intro, like you can still do it with fear and just take that step and take the next step. Yep. Thank you so much for being on the show. I'll make sure that I have all of Rachel's social media and her website in the show notes. If you're watching it on YouTube, it will be in the description box. Make sure you connect with Rachel and the community that she is creating. It is a beautiful thing. And you want to you wanna connect with her now. So when she's a famous author, you could be like, I knew Rachel before her big book. <laughs> That's true, because then when I do a book tour, we can come hang out wherever you exactly. live. You don't have to be dining alone. <laughs> that was like, who's this girl walking in with Rachel? <laughs> Rachel, exactly. thank you so oh, much for being on the show. Thank you for being no. on the show. I really appreciate it. This was a great way to end the season. Mm, thanks for having me. This was fun. A special thank you to Rachel Stravelli for joining us on the episode today. Here are the three takeaways. Number one, accept who you are and work with what you have. Number two, self-acceptance will lead to self-love. And number three, the more you connect, 
the more you will learn about yourself. Thank you so much for joining me for season one. A special thank you to all of the guests, all of the listeners, all of the supporters, everyone who has contributed to the podcast. I really appreciate it. My heart is so overwhelmed and filled with joy and pride just from what we have created so far with this community. If you want to stay in touch with this community, make sure you check out at So She Did Community on Instagram, So She Did Community on Facebook. It is a private Facebook group. And check out our website, www.soshedidcommunity.com. We have a lot of free resources and a lot of great things in store for this community. We will start recording for season two on March 15th and season two will drop May 3rd. I can't wait for you guys to listen to season two. It is a Bible study and I have some heavy hitters that are going to be joining me and diving deep into the word so we can apply it to our everyday life. I love you all so much with the love of Christ and I'll see you soon.